It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. See, these are wow. Renaissance people. These are people that uh, spanned multiple <laughs> disciplines. Right. That is quite yeah. a resume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's time for Catholic Games, the show that helps you learn something about the faith while having some fun. And now, here's your host, me. Welcome to Catholic Games. I'm Kyle Hyman, and my guests today are Dr. Matt Smith and Jason Knees from the newly renamed, I guess not renamed as much as just added a little to, yeah. OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation. So that that's is exciting. Right. That is exactly. right, Kyle. So welcome. Welcome. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, we're glad to be here. So I guess we'll maybe talk a little bit this at the end, but... Why the addition? Usually people want to like shorten their name, like just Madonna or, you know, like, you want to simplify things, but you've expanded the name a little bit. Yeah. I mean, with the strategic change starting about 2017, the company was going for, we started to really focus on innovation. And um, with the inaugural OSV challenge last year, we just saw this energy from just the idea of out there searching for new ideas. And so just decided to go all in in that realm and, and adding that for Catholic innovation just really defines, sets out that, you know, it's almost like putting our mission right in our logo, that this is what we're out to do. We spent some time looking back at Bishop Knoll and OSV's roots, and really Bishop Knoll was an innovator, uh, was an entrepreneur, started OSV with a printing press that he purchased for $1, and that's where the paper started, and, you know, kept trying different things and new things. So as we looked at at uh, our history, we thought innovation, entrepreneurship was really part of our DNA. Yeah. And we really wanted to highlight in, that in our name. And, and we really wanted also just to connect with the history of the Catholic Church, you know, starting hospitals, starting universities, starting Catholic schools, those kind of things. So really trying to tap into that across the country, all those innovative ideas, all those entrepreneurs out there that maybe need to connect with other entrepreneurs, maybe need a little bit of capital to start, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of an accelerator. Um, those are the kind of things as we thought about our Challenge 2020 and what we were able to do with that. And, and we're releasing Challenge 2021. So, you know, it, it really is part of the strategic focus of OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation, just to tie into the DNA of OSV and then also to to really connect all those innovators and entrepreneurs across the nation. Do you feel like there's a lot of innovation in the Catholic Church right now, or do you think that's something that we're lacking, or is it a combination of the two? You know, I think what we're learning is there's a lot of ideas out there that maybe people don't know what to do with. Um, mm. Because there's no lack of ideas. You know, I think that there's never a good or a bad time for innovation. So I think that um, is there a lack? You know, either, I think there's times that we think, oh, we should try something new. I think, again, there's a lot of ideas out there, whether it be in the pews or at, at certain parishes around the country. And so what we're trying to do is give them that avenue to get that idea out there and help them turn it into something. You know, Kyle, when Jason Shanks became president of the OSV Institute about three years ago, he spent about a year doing some research, just going around talking to to different apostolates, different ministries. And I would agree with Jason is that there is a lot of innovation out there, but it's really, one, being a catalyst, helping them start their businesses or their ministries. Mm -hmm. It's providing some capital. It's providing some knowledge. And it's providing networks 
hooking up the innovators and the entrepreneurs, maybe with the philanthropists, with the foundations. And so as we grow as the OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation, it's not only about OSV, but it's about connecting all those sort of spokes, what I would say, mm-hmm. around this idea of innovation. And so, you know, we're an innovative people. We're an innovative church around the truth and beauty of the magisterium. But you think about in you know recent years, word on fire, you think yeah. about focus. You know, right. people are trying to do different things. And you know, just by demographics, we know that people are leaving the church. Right. And so there are things that we have to do to welcome people to the body of Christ. And so finding that way, if it's through technology, if it's through different ministries, if it's through domestic church, if it's through reaching out uh, to the Hispanic population mm-hmm. that's coming in, but it's really connecting all those dots. So it's not just siloed individuals or individual organizations working out on their own, but it's connecting the innovators, the entrepreneurs, and the investors. Well, and you mentioned you know, focus and all these different great things that have come out of Catholic ministry innovation. But there's also so many things that are stagnant. So many of our parishes that are just doing the same thing that they've always done, whether it's working or not. And I know that's that's something that you want to definitely support the the people that are trying something new and and also to evaluate. Uh, that's something I remember talking to Jason Shanks about. Like, okay, you've been doing this for 20 years. Is it working? Like, is have you evaluated this at all? And and that's important that we. We do continue to evaluate, especially if budgets are getting crunched right now, and, and you got to say, okay, we've got to cut something. What's working? What's not? And, and maybe this is forcing us to evaluate how we go forward. Well, and I think Kyle, you hit on a really important topic. I think one of the things that you know Jason Nees and I started roughly little less than a year ago, and one of the things that attracted us to OSV was that it's a learning culture. Um, it's a culture of continuous improvement, and that's. Part of what we're trying to do with this shift in our our strategy and our focus, not just the challenge, but we're also doing innovation talks, which maybe some of your listeners have heard and and things like this, and we're continuing to do those. Uh, Maybe, Jason, you want to talk a little bit about those and what we're trying to accomplish with that. Yeah, Kyle, I think something you said there where, you know, there's a lot of parishes that, uh, I forget the word you use, stagnant or just starting to get comfortable. The uh, OSV Talks is kind of our way to inspire people, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's prominent Catholic leaders throughout the country coming out just talking about new ways, new ideas, and new methods to evangelize or do ministry, and not even specifically something that they're going to go do, but just to get people to think about it differently. And then ideally, they come up with an idea from watching one of these, and then we've got the avenue in OSV Challenge for them to go try to turn it into a success. And they're so well done, too. The production value on those talks are great. So Yeah, they're fun to record. We meet a lot of great people. They interact with each other, which is something that we didn't really plan, but a lot yeah. of good connections have come from those recordings of these. And and yeah, I mean, they are. We wanted to make sure that they were key quality. All right. Well, make sure we'll provide links to all of this at the end. Um, but real quick, it's osvtalks.com, osvtalks.com. Okay, and osvinstitute.com for more information about the Institute. Okay, we'll talk about this maybe a little bit, but first I want to play a game. It's a game called Catholic Innovation Isn't New. So you guys are focusing on Catholic innovation, I think mostly in the ministry field, if not exclusively. Uh, There's all kinds of Catholic innovators throughout history. And in fact, it was kind of overwhelming whenever I started looking this up, how many there were. A lot of these are in the scientific field, but we'll see how well you know our Catholic innovators. I'm a little trepidatious <laughs> about this. <laughs> we'll see. Well, Matt's an English major, so that'll help us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready for this? 
No. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. First question. Roger Boscovich is actually Father Roger Boscovich, a Jesuit priest who made many amazing discoveries, mostly in astronomy, although he was also a physicist, mathematician, philosopher, diplomat, poet, theologian, and polymath. I don't know what it means to be a polymath, but this is a common thing. You'll see these people that invented things, they're in like 10 different like expertise. All right, one of his contributions to astronomy was in 1753, discovering the absence of atmosphere where? Hint, this was 216 years before the first human would visit it. The moon? That is correct. The moon. That's one for the English major. All right. (laughs) (laughs) This man realized that the Earth is one of the planets orbiting the sun and that only the moon orbits Earth. He also showed the planets in the correct order. He's born in Poland in 1473. His name is Nicholas blank. Galileo? No. Good guess. Oh, it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Imbimshin up, which is the how you remember the oh. planets in order. Oh. And Invimption up? Yeah, it's the f- first letter of each planet in That's order. That's not very catchy. I, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it's right there, and I can't think of it. Copernicus. Yeah. Apparently, he might have entered the priesthood later in life. All right, so all of these are Catholic. Like Mary Kenneth Keller who actually, I guess, should be Sister Mary Kenneth Keller, a 20th century religious sister from the Sisters of Charity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, BVM, was one of the first two people to earn a doctorate in what degree, which is the study of algorithmic processes, computational machines, and computation itself, although I would have just called it programming. Computer science? Computer science is correct, yeah. One of the first two people was not only a woman, but a religious sister. Computer science. Something I wouldn't, Interesting, I yeah. wouldn't assume. All right. Famous for saying, I think, therefore I am. This French-born philosopher, mathematician, and scientist is known as one of the fathers of modern philosophy. Born in 1596, his name is René Descartes. That is correct. All right. I'm going to mess up this name. Maria Gaetana Agnesi was an Italian mathematician, philosopher, theologian, and humanitarian, and devout Catholic. She also wrote the first book discussing both differential and integral calculus. In 1750, she became the second woman ever to be granted what university position? A professor? That is correct. Yes, and and then she has an asteroid named after her. There is a crater on Venus named after her, a mathematical curve, and a brandy. See, these are Renaissance people. These are people that uh, spanned multiple (laughs) disciplines. That is quite a resume. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think she created those things. Just somebody discovered them or created them and named them after her. All right, Henry Becquerel was awarded the Nobel Prize in Physics for the co-discovery of the act of particles emitted from nuclei as a result of nuclear instability. That's kind of the definition of of this. What 
is this area of study? And hint, it doesn't have anything to do with things happening on FM stations, but it might sound like it. It is the act of particles emitted from nuclei as a result of nuclear instability. Radio waves? Radioactivity. Radioactivity. I'll count it. I'll count it. Yes. Uh, This discovery was he wrapped this fluorescing uranium salts in cloth, left them in a drawer along with photographic plate and a copper cross. And the image of the cross was on the plate and he discovered radioactivity. Which I kind of wonder if he wasn't Catholic, would he have not have had that cross in that drawer and would have never discovered it? Right. I don't know if that's a, a healthy science experiment for a seventh or eighth grader, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Radioactive waves in your drawer. I think that's. Uh, I, I wonder if he died early of cancer or something. <laughs> Be interesting. All right. Father Georges Lamatre was a Belgian priest and a contemporary of Einstein. There's even a photo of the two of them together with Father in his collar. While many atheists cling to this as a reason God doesn't need to exist, one must still ask why the universe expanded from a single point about 13.8 billion years ago. His theory is known as what? The Big Bang Theory. That is correct. And a popular show on CBS. (laughs) (laughs) All right, William of Ockham was a Franciscan scholastic working in the areas of logic, physics, and theology. He's one of the major figures of medieval thought, and his principle which bears his name, is that the simplest explanation is usually the right one. What is the name of this problem-solving principle? Occam's razor. That is correct. Very good. All right, this was actually uh, a collaboration that OSV did with Catholic Creatives. I I learned this. Coffee was once illegal in some areas and even named Satan's drink until someone said, the Satan's drink is so delicious that it would be a pity to let the infidels have exclusive use of it. What was his position slash occupation? And bonus if you know his name. Was it one of the popes? It is a pope, yes. Pope Clement the Eighth. That always takes me a minute on I Roman, was Roman numerals. The Roman numerals, yeah. <laughs> not, yep, yep. Uh, tradition holds that the pope baptized coffee beans to remove them from the devil's influence. St. Hildegard of Bingen was a Benedictine abbess, physician, philosopher, naturalist, composer, poet, author, and linguist, not to mention a mystic. Another polymath, which I still need to look that up, (laughs) considered the founder of scientific natural history, she is also the second most recently named one in 36 of what title given by the Catholic Church of Saints recognized as having made a significant contribution to theology or doctrine? Doctor of the Church. She is a Doctor of the Church. Yes. The second most recently named. I I had some hints ready too. The first five are St. Gregory the Great, St. Ambrose, St. Augustine, St. Jerome, and St. Thomas Aquinas. All right. Another doctor of the church, St. Albert the Great, also known as Albertus Magnus, who discovered arsenic. I'm not sure how healthy that is to discover. He was a member of the Order of Preachers, and this order is also known as what? The Dominicans. That is correct. 
St. Thomas Aquinas was one of his students, by the way. All right, St. Giuseppe Moscati was a medical professor and biochemistry pioneer who discovered what cure for diabetes? Insulin? Insulin is correct. Oh. Yes. That should have been, that was an obvious <laughs> one. Now you got me thinking too deep now. <laughs> All right, two more. Blaise Pascal was a mathematician, physicist, inventor, philosopher, writer, and Catholic theologian. Perhaps most known for Pascal's wager, which suggests that if you believe in God and are wrong, you have little to lose. But if you don't believe in God and are wrong, you have much to lose. That's my summary. But he was also a child prodigy with discoveries starting at age 16. And he's considered one of the inventors of what device that can perform basic operations of arithmetic automatically. A calculator? A calculator. Mechanical calculator. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Louis Pasteur noticed that if you boil a liquid, it will destroy the germs. He was able to prove that diseases were caused by germs and even identified the cause of tuberculosis and cholera. But what is the term for boiling milk that is still done today and named after him? Pasteurization. <laughs> yes, very good. All right, you guys did great. Good job. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. So I, these are all innovators in the scientific field. There's probably plenty of people that are supporting those that are innovating in the scientific space. OSV is more interested in innovating in the ministerial space, would you say? Well, I, I would say, too, one of the things that we've had the luxury to do um, or the privilege to do is to spend some time looking back at the grants that we've done. We've given grants out since 1915, mm -hmm. um, but we didn't go quite back that far. But, you know, we've supported um, ministries, dioceses, parishes, social justice networks, mm -hmm. um, all kinds of things. And included in those are some scientific endeavors, too. And probably humanitarian. Yeah, all those kind of things, things, all those kind of things. Now, They've not been our focus, but really as we're moving into this Innovation Challenge 2021, we really do want to encourage applicants from all kinds of field. Uh, you know, a number of our finalists in the 2020 were technology-based, you know, around parish management systems um, and some other things. And so really we're, mm -hmm. I mean, we're very open. We're looking for innovation across the spectrum, you know, whether that's in creative arts, whether that's in ministries, whether that's through diocesan or parish work. Mm -hmm. So we really encourage anyone that sort of has that idea or has been working on something for a while. Very good. So maybe I should have said this at the beginning, but just to clarify for people that might be wondering how this all fits together, our Sunday visitor is now more widely known as OSV. It's a publishing company, does envelopes for collection, online things, website, for churches and yeah, church online. management software, yeah. church websites. Uh, yeah, it's a lot more technology driven, but definitely still known for our Sunday visitor, the newspaper that started us, and the envelopes. But yeah, yeah. In, in, in books, also yeah. publishing, books, yeah, course, curriculum. Yeah. We do curriculum, and the profits of that are given over to the OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation, now named, to distribute out to people that are innovating in the Catholic space. Yeah, exactly. 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 And that stems literally from 
from uh, Bishop Noel. Yeah. He always thought the church generated this uh, money. The church should receive this money. So, you know, OSV is a nonprofit, is a 5013C. Great. So people should check out the talks, osvtalks.com. And so osvinstitute.com is our main website. Um, you can get to anything from there, but we've got osvtalks.com, which goes straight to all the talks we have available. osvchallenge.com is where you apply and can follow what's going on with this year's challenge. Um, and then we also like to invite people to uh, check out osvconnect.com. It's a community platform right. we've put together um, where, where people can come together and collaborate, connect, and innovate within a, you know, a driven platform. Great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Matt Smith, Jason Knees. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you guys are doing such great work, and I'm excited to be able to share with people. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. It's been fun to be here. Again, the OSV Challenge is going on right now until April 2nd, 2021. To sign up, go to osvchallenge.com for a chance at a $100,000 grant, as well as a lot of other resources that are going to help you grow your ministry. So check it out, osvchallenge.com. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.